Heck, you know this, Ginger. I travel one week a month. So I'm on the road a week of the month. I mean, but I'm in the business probably three weeks out of the month, four days, and, and able to run three different entities very effectively. And it's because when you do what it takes, it's not busy work, it's effective. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mortgage Influencers, where we bring you professionals who share insight into the latest trends, tips, industry technology, and services to help you be a mortgage influencer in your mortgage business. We are live with the webinar and streaming live onto Facebook. So hello, happy Wednesday. Welcome to our Mortgage Influencers Weekly Podcast. My name is Ginger Bell. I have Scott Chang here and our other host, Steve Richman, is still on the road. <laughs> It's like, is he lost by now, Scott? We've had three weeks now where he's been. That's okay. We found a new Steve and we brought him on. I didn't get lost. I'm here. I'm here. Yay. So hello, Scott. And I am excited for our guest today, who is a very, very dear friend. And I I feel blessed to call him a friend because uh, it's one of those, you know, when you get together with people and Scott, I know you're this way with Steve as well. And it's like, you just, you kind of get like, oh, I I got, I'm excited. I get to see with Steve, meet with Steve. We're going to spend some time together because you know, first of all, it's going to be a blast. Second of all, the conversation is going to move you, push you and inspire you. And that's one of the things I love about you, Steve, is your ability to do that. So thanks for hopping on the call. Hey, I'm excited. And I I feel the same way too. You know, it's really like being with great friends and that's what we are. You know, we get these moments and it's like, we're all running and then you're like, Hey, what's up, my girl, talk to me. What's up, Scott, talk to me. (laughs) And it's just like a great family conversation. And so I love being here, honored to be a part of what you both are doing and uh, just want to honor your influence in this industry and what you do to continue to make it better. In a very challenging environment, you are a, a beacon of hope and light and encouragement uh, for loan officers uh, that really want to have a significant business. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So hey, is my, am my audio okay? Am I freezing up any? No, your audio is good. So so a little backstory here. So Steve is actually uh, in the process of moving into a brand new house that uh, you've taken a couple of years to be able to to build and get in there and have challenges along the way. And, you know, we could, first of all, we can talk about so many different things, but I almost think that's kind of one to talk about because, you know, as we're streaming this and, and if you're watching a recording of this, you know, we're in the middle of, man, some historical times uh, in, in the industry and what's happening. And so, you know, navigating through those challenges, you know, not unfamiliar for many of us in the industry, but definitely, definitely a little bit different. And so just like you, you know, building a house for two years, all the challenges that you've gone through, you know, what are some of the things that loan officers really need to do right now to be able to, first of all, you know, control their mindset as far as what's happening. And and you're great at having a conversation about that. Yeah. Hey, and and I love that, Ginger. You know, there's seasons of life, there's ebbs and flows, and some are easier and some are tougher. The first thing I thought about is this, it's the same commitment my wife and I made. We got married 21 years ago. And we always committed that there was never a way out, only a way through. 
And what I think about tough circumstances and, and situations, and, and I'll give our listeners four tenets or four pillars that I'm really uncovering um, here this last year, because look, you'll be in a season and some, some seasons, it's not about gaining ground. It may just be about holding your ground. And, you know, we always see the highlight reels of what all the good that's happening or this, you know, I hit this mountaintop and this is an overnight success. And what I've realized is this life is a game of inches. These last two years, you got areas of life, you're thriving, you're doing well. And then you got other areas, maybe family, kids, uh, maybe it's work-life balance where you may struggle. So it's rarely is it everything's catastrophic. There may be one or two things that are blowing up nuclear, nuclear and then some things are going really well. And what I've realized is this, you got to just really, it's a game of inches. I'm not trying to take the hill. I'm trying to gain an inch. And mm -hmm. if I can get what James Clear says in his book, Atomic Habits, 1% better today than I was yesterday. And heck, some days you wake up, you don't gain any ground, but just don't lose the ground. You know, we think life moves on a parrot like this, this level playing field. Life is uphill. And sometimes being able just to hold, stay with a positive attitude. You know, I love John Maxwell says, it's not what happens to, to me, it's what happens in me. And the four tenets that we're holding to is this, and, and, and I'm a, a net, I'm, I've created a loan officer network and a branch manager, manager network. So what happens is I got branch managers from all over the country. I got loan officers. They plug into what we're doing. And here's what I'm encouraging our network is this. You have to commit. Number one, commit to your family, commit to your future, commit to your dreams, commit to a life of freedom, commit to yourself. You know, we talk about the, I'm, I'm coming out of a two-year build that was supposed to be nine months. In the worst time you could build, which was in the middle of COVID when we started with a nasty builder, it just went awful. And here's what I realized is I made a commitment that I was going to build my forever home. And when you make a commitment, I remember there's no way out. There's only a way through. So once I've set a resolve, same thing in your business, you made a commitment to be a loan officer. You made a commitment to make a difference. You made a commitment to an industry that literally could give you a life of freedom. You made a commitment to provide for your family. And once you commit, there's a resolve that is, I'm not coming off of it. Like I remember when I started working out um, and it was like, I will get up at 4.30 in the morning and work out at 5 a.m. if it kills me. Well, guess what? It didn't kill me, but the resolve kept me going. The second thing you got to do, or the second tenet, I think when you're running through a tough spot is you got to execute. You got to execute a proven plan. Um, you've got to get up and not only do you commit, but commitment has action. Um, Carl, what does he say? He says, the symptom of desire is action. If you're not taking action, you don't really have desire and you've not made a real lasting commitment. So what do we execute for loan officers? A proven plan. We know what we do on Monday. We know what we do on Tuesday. We know what we do on Wednesday and Thursday. And here's the great news. Most people, when you talk to a loan officer that's having a challenge right now, you say, hey, what are you doing? Well, I'm just trying to figure it out. Or if I knew who to call, I'd call them. If I knew what to do, I would do it. Here's the good news. I know for us at the Marketing Animals, we got a plan. And not only is it a plan, it's a plan with proven results where you got people like Greg Morga. I'm thinking about literally closing 19 loans this month, 31% of his business is cash out refi. And everybody said, you can't do that. Well, tell Greg, you can't do it because it's working. <laughs> He's executing a plan. Yeah. Um, then, so not only commit, then execute. And then I think the third thing is this, you got to do what it takes. Um, Carl has been a real gift 
to our industry on this regard. How many times, like I get the privilege and you do too, you both get to travel with us and we go to freedom clubs and boot camps and and, you know, I have just heard Carl over and over and over again saying, do what it takes. We're not trying. We're not talking about it. We're not hoping. You'd be surprised how many people say, hey, I'm just trying to do what, the best I can. I'm trying to make it through a market. I hope I'm going to do it. And, and what I realized is it's a life stance, mm-hmm. like commitment's a life stance, execution, how you show up every day. I can't control what happens to me, man. It sucked to have a horrible experience building a house and being all this money over budget and all this time over budget. But you know what? I can, I can do what it takes. I can show up every day and I can walk out a plan and I can uh, be committed to the process. And in the same thing in Century, it's not your fault, loan officers. We didn't know the power of a qualified agent. We didn't know the market would change. We didn't know rates would double in a three-month period last year. We didn't know. It's okay. But now that we know we're accountable for what we know, and we get the opportunity to execute a plan by doing what it takes. And that means this, hey, if I want if I want to close six transactions consistently a month, and, and I'll tell you this, there's probably 80% of the loan officers in the country would, would love to be back at six loans a month. I talked to a $100 million producer two months ago, closed four loans. Last year did 100 million, two months ago, closed four. Closed last month, four, had like three in the pipeline this month. And as you dissect it, what you realize is it, it, when you got the right plan um, and you know what you have to do, then it's that third pillar of doing what it takes. So let me give you an example. You want to get back up to six units a month. All you need are 13 qualified Focus 40 agents. Somebody may say, well, what, what's a qualified Focus 40 agent? It's an agent that actively refers and closes a loan with you every 90 days and does at least eight buy-side transactions. So when I'm talking about doing what it takes, I mean, hey, if I know that I need 13, will give me 30 relational leads a month. Those 30 relational leads will turn into about seven locks and six fundings. The question now becomes, am I willing to do what it takes to get those 13 qualified agents to start referring to me? Well, Steve, what do you have to do? It's a lot. It's about 140 outbound calls a week to get about 40 talk tos to schedule seven face-to-face appointments with new agents that are qualified to get five of them to keep. But here's the thing. If I've made a commitment, I got a plan, and I'm doing what it takes, it means I show up, I make the calls, I be my best, I live my full potential, I'm goal-based, accountable to others. And guess what? You can count on me. Others can count on me. And so it's a big part. And here's the fourth tenet. I'm reading a book right now, and I'd encourage everybody to get it. It's called uh, The Gap in the Gain by Dan Sullivan. Man, it's so powerful. Because see, Carl and I have been talking about commit, execute, do what it takes. And I told Carl two weeks ago, I said, Carl, there's one more that we were missing. And it's this, you got to celebrate the gain. Mm-hmm. Ginger, what I think we do, and Scott, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a man, I'm guilty of this. Hey, I wish I were where I wanted to be or man. All right. Yeah, that's good. But it's not where I wanted to be or it's not where I was a year ago. And what happens is so many of us as loan officers are living in the gap, the gap of what was. What could be, what would be, what should have been. And what happens is Ginger and Scott, we're talking to loan officers every day and they're like, I'm discouraged. I'm defeated. I'm frustrated. I don't even know if I can stay in the business. And I say, all right, well, talk to me about it. Well, you know, last year I was averaging 18 units a month and this year I'm averaging four. 
Okay. Well, let's talk about what you did in January. I didn't do any. Awesome. What'd you do this month? I did five. Awesome. How about let's celebrate the gain from zero to five in the last six months where you're rebuilding instead of the ideal of where you used to be, because you can't go back to where you were, but here's the good news. They can't take your knowledge away from you. Right. So it's not your fault. It'll be okay. Now let's get back to the plan. What's the plan? Show me the amount of qualified focus 40 agents you have, and I'll predict your income because the qualified focused order focus 40 agents will actually on average, you'll get about two and a half referrals a month. On average, you'll close one in four of those referrals that are relationally referred. So if somebody's got 10 qualified focus 40 agents, they're going to get about 25 relational leads a month, which means they're going to app six and fund five. So it's, it's not hard stuff. It's knowing the plan. And then from there, making a commitment to yourself, executing on a daily basis, doing what it takes, which means, listen, I don't work more than personally 32 hours a week. But when I'm here, I work like I'm working 60 hours a week because I'm going to do what it takes. And from 730 to 430, Monday through Thursday, there's not 30 minutes in my calendar that's not available. And oftentimes I'm eating lunch in between a meeting because when you do what it takes, it doesn't mean work more. It means be more effective with the time you have. Heck, you know this, Ginger, I travel one week a month, so I'm on the road a week of the month, I'm in, but I'm in the business probably three weeks out of the month, four days, and, and able to run three different entities very effectively, and it's because when you do what it takes, it's not busy work, it's effective, and then the, the, that last one, the celebrate the gain is such a difference maker mm -hmm. in attitude and perspective and celebration. Listen, I'm not where I wanted to be, but guess what? I'm further than I was last month further than I was two months ago. And I think that's something we have to really help loan officers understand is that it's so important that we celebrate the gain. So how am I getting through a tough time? By understanding these four tenets, I'm going to commit, execute, do what it takes and celebrate the gain. I love that. I'll take a breath now. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, I had a, I have a question because the, you know, the, the qualified agents is going to be very, very regional and I know Carl talks about this a lot, uh, especially with the market changing. Sometimes we think that this is my backyard where I do all of my business. The story he tells about get a bigger bowl, right? To draw draw a line. How many how many loan officers are you seeing in, and are they being effective at building relationships with realtors that maybe aren't close enough to them to go and do a coffee meeting, but yeah. they can do a Zoom call or something like that? Are you are you seeing that kind of flexibility for to people build their their qualified agent list? Hundred percent. Well, and oftentimes you'll find in smaller markets, like uh, I was just with one of our branch managers in Mustang, Oklahoma. There's just not enough qualified agents in smaller communities, smaller towns. The effectiveness of building qualified Focus Forty relationships has very little to do with location. Most people right now, I mean, let me like even in the Houston metro area, which is where I've been for twenty years personally. The challenge is this, to go from one side of Houston to the other can take anywhere from 45 minutes to rush to, to if I do it at four o'clock, it may take two hours. And what we're finding is agents are adopting, Zoom is just as effective as face-to-face -face and location matters less. The three things, Carl and, and, and our team, we did a, a survey with over 10,000 realtors and we asked them, what's the biggest frustration you have with the loan officer you're currently working with? And there were three, like it was 
thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, over 10,000 responses. But it was literally these three, everything else was not even on the radar map. But it was when I work with my loan officer, they don't close on time. They don't provide communication when it's in process. And I have no idea what they're doing with my leads when I give it to them. And what we find, Scott, is this. When you have a real business, you're able to close on time with clear communication and great follow-up. And I know that should be kind of a basic foundation. It's just not. And when you're able to lean into those three cores and then they realize, wow, this person's persistence in their follow-up, this person touches the lead, touches the partner. Um, this person follows a daily success plan and is able to relationally refer back business to me because they're pulling out qualified uh, relational referrals by asking for the business. Real business operators, which the top producing agents are, they're attracted to that because the right structure creates excellence and removes chaos. And so we're finding that location matters less talking points matter more and the ability to deliver on close on time, clear communication, great follow-up. And that's something that the marketing animals, you know, I get the the privilege to sit with Carl. We see everybody's numbers. Um, you know, I'm in a unique perspective because I, I have a team that produces in Texas and Virginia, and then I've got a national network of loan officers across the country and branch managers. And then I get the privilege to be a partner with Carl at the marketing animals. And so I see the local level, I see the national level, and then I see what thousands of loan officers across brokers and all kind of different uh, mortgage companies and entities, what they're running into. And, and it's, 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 it's a great competitive advantage because it works. And distance matters less. Hey, I'm thinking about Brian. He lives in California. Uh, he's one of our coaches. And he actually does all of his business in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I'm just, you would think that's not possible, but it is. We got guys that are in New Jersey doing all their business in Florida. And I, um, heck, I got a, a, a business development rep works for me. She's in Virginia and she does all of our business in Texas. And 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 they're not meeting face-to-face. -face. They're wanting great people to work with that have a business. Look, if you could remove the chaos from an agent's business by doing what we said we would do, you would give them more bandwidth to go get more deals. The problem is they're babysitting files. Yeah. And praying they close. Well, and having the system too, and that's one of the things that Marketing Animals does such an amazing job is not only having the system, but teaching the system and making it to where you can plug into the system to get that support. Because sometimes, yeah. I mean, we know what we need to do. I mean, it's like that, not our first rodeo. We know what we need to do, but having that support and having that, that celebration, Steve, that, and that camaraderie that comes with that is so important. And so, you know, tying into a group like the mortgage marketing animals and freedom club specifically yeah. gets you to that next level and gives you that support because if you're a solopreneur and you're a broker, then yeah, sometimes you are, you feel like you're out there on an island. And so finding what that network is, that's one of the reasons that I started the Mortgage Influencers Group was mm -hmm. to be able to, to bring together like-minded people to have conversations about what loan originators could do to have an influence. And you do that amazing job of having an influence with your podcast, which is the Loan Officer Leadership. And so, you know, in addition to fitting in all that you do, you also, you know, host the podcast. And I think that's one of the things, because I've definitely seen that in our business, because we produce a lot of podcasts, 
um, we're tying that in with the DSP, the daily success plan to where it becomes part of that conversation. You can get into that Mm -hmm. non-regional opportunity of different lenders, right? I love it. Yeah, I'm a fan of the podcast. Um, I think it's a great tool. You and I actually wouldn't even be here had I not started a podcast three and a half years ago. That's how Carl and I met. Mm -hmm. Shortly after we met through the podcast, became a partner with Carl at the Marketing Animals. And I I think of it as influence marketing because you and Carl just wrote the book on podcasting. And I, I kind of poke him. I'm like, I don't know why she picked you instead of me. I should have been on that book with her. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but I love what you're doing in helping loan officers, um, the done for you side of podcasting, because here, here's the thing. We thought it was the audience. And what you realize is the audience doesn't matter. It's the impact of influence. Exactly. And, and you know, I used to think, well, because in the beginning, listen, this gender, we, um, when I started the podcast, um, I did it because I wanted to make a difference in the industry and I wanted somebody to be tactical and practical. I didn't want lofty ideas and talk to me about mindset. I wanted to know what do I do today to go get another deal? Yep. Um, and when I started it, the whole goal was this. Here's what I t- and it goes back to that commit. I love commit, execute, do what it takes, celebrate the gain. You can apply that in every area of life. I'll never forget, I made a one-year commitment that I would record a podcast episode every week. And I always tell myself, even if it kills me, and I didn't know how to record it. I didn't know what to record it. Wasn't even very good. I went back and listened to the first eight podcasts and it was just, they're not very good. Nothing's ever good. Um, I heard somebody, um, it was funny. I heard one of the largest YouTubers in the world talk and he said, listen, your goal is to get to a hundred videos because none of your first ones will be any good. Yep. Everybody makes one or two and says, well, where are the views? The problem is that's a wrong perspective. It should be, I'm committed through a year of doing one a, one a week. And, and what happened, Ginger, was this, literally the first year of the podcast, I get more downloads in a day than I got my first year. Now, now, it's, I think I'm number two behind Carl White right now. We we It's a significant number of downloads. Um, and what was interesting, had I quit when I was getting few downloads, that was never the point. The point was I was building a discipline, mm-hmm. and that discipline yeah. would refine my voice, and it would give me the ability to influence people at a different level. And I love podcasting for loan officers because – the agents don't know how many downloads you get, and it doesn't even matter. It's another way to invite an influencer, top producer to do what? Our Thor's Hammer calls, you know what they are on Monday? Hey, Scott, man, I was checking out your numbers, 35 buy-side transactions. You are freaking killing it. I'm telling you, in today's market, you're top 4% out of 1.6 million realtors in the country. I've got to take you to a cup of coffee to hear what it is you're doing to have great success. So it's, I think you're awesome. I want to take you to coffee to hear what it is you're doing to be so awesome. I like the podcast, not in lieu of, but on top of it. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, Scott, you're knocking them down. Let's jump on a podcast and let's share what it is you're doing. What's people's favorite subject themselves? And then you just get them on a podcast and be curious. Yep. And so, but what you got to make sure though, is, is the biggest thing is this. If you're not, if you're closing five or less transactions a month, uh, Carl and I talked about it this morning, Ginger. That's a discipline issue. That's really what it is. Are you doing the right activity consistently over time? So if you're closing less than five transactions a month, my encouragement would be make your calls instead 
And then as your volume grows and you've got the discipline of the outbound marketing, then start adding in things like the podcast. Because the problem we find, Ginger, is they'll they'll end up doing the podcast and then that becomes the sole focus. So do it on top of your eight hours. About. Exactly. Yep. And then you're going to see massive success. So. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Man, podcasting is, it changed my life. And here's the good news. It's so easy right now. Literally on a Zoom call, I do every one of my podcasts on a Zoom call. And then I shoot the video over to our team and they put it in, you know, YouTube and then the audio, we we upload it and you're done. So yep. it's not hard at all. Yeah. Yes. I, you know, I, I want to kind of build on something you just said. If you're, it, the, the, the discipline issue isn't what your discipline is today and your discipline today isn't going to turn around today's production. It was the discipline that you lacked six months ago yeah. so or 12 months ago. And it's, that's the stuff. It's this market is so much more about activity than it is accomplishment. The accomplishment will come, but mm -hmm. you have to celebrate the activities that you're doing. Yeah. You have to know if I do these actions and I do these activities, that it is going, it, that is the discipline that will pay off in X number of days. We can't, we can control our effort, but we can never control the timeline for when that effort comes back and that's start it. paying us dividends. You just, that's not something we have control over, but we have control over today. I love it. Hey, you know, it reminded me of a couple of things. Um, in the beginning, it's more about activity than results. And what we're finding is the activity creates the discipline over time, you'll get the results. So somebody right. who, look, it's not your fault. You didn't know, but now you're learning that there's a better way. Um, and what happens is, is when you're doing the right activity consistently over time, hey, I, look, I talked to a lady this week and Scott, it was, I mean, you, I've talked to so many loan officers every single day. And this is a perfect example. <clears throat> I said, hey, how's your business? She said, oh, it's not good. I said, well, talk to me about it. She said, well, I've been making three hours of outbound calls Monday through Friday. I said, what? That's awesome. That's the hardest part, the discipline of the outbound calls. Um, and she said, um, I said, well, man, with that kind of activity, how long have you been doing it? She said, since January. And while we're recording this, we're in August. Um, and I said, well, man, you must have massive results. What are you funding this month? She said, two. I said, wow, two loans. Talk to me about that. She said, yeah, man, I'm just, everybody, I'm making all these calls, not getting any results. And what the activity she got down was right, outbound phone calls. The problem was it's not to the right people. So it's the right activity to right. the right people over right time passage. will give you the right results. And here's what I told her. I said, um, and it was a great call. And I just said, hey, um, and I'm not going to say her name, but I said, can can I help you with something? She said, yeah. I said, you're open to my professional opinion? Yeah, yeah. And I said, here's the good news. Let's do this. Instead of five days a week, let's drop it down to four. She said, you mean to call less? I said, yeah, you'll get better results. Um, and I said, instead of three hours a day, let's drop it down to two. She said, what? You want me to call less? I said, yeah, you'll get better results. And I said, but here's the key. We got to get a qualified list of the right agents to call because you've got the hardest part down, which is the outbound activity. Yep. If we tweak the fact that you get the right agents doing the right business and couple that with actually less activity targeted in the right direction, you're going to see even bigger results. 
And I think that's half the challenge is not just activity, but the right activity. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take long. Eight hours a week will literally make you, uh, you you'll be in the two comma club. So it's a big deal. Well, and focusing too on, on finding that right agent. And I think that's part of it. So mm-hmm. if someone, if you're listening to this and you want to know how to do that, my recommendation is start with the loan officer breakfast club. Right. And then next is to hop into mortgage marketing animals. And that's the thing, because those are things. And, you know, I I could honestly, we could go on all day just having conversations about this, but it's a matter of plugging in, just like you said, it's like plugging in using the system, but making sure you're using the right system. And I Mm -hmm. think that's the most important thing right now and committing to the craft. You know, sometimes I think we forget that this is, first of all, a business and it is a craft. And so when you think of it as honing that craft and building that craft, you know, a, a brain surgeon doesn't become a brain surgeon overnight, right? It takes time and they adjust and technology changes and things like that. And so I love that you keep saying it's not your fault. It's not. I mean, what happens in the industry is not your fault. What you do right now, though, and the activity and the changes and the things Mm -hmm. that you do in your business, because you know, now you know what to do. So it's up to you to take that action. And so I think that action part is so important. Hey, that's why I love the community. You know, um, we've all been through tough seasons. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll never forget a couple of years ago. It was probably the toughest year I'd ever had. And somebody asked, how'd you make it through? And I said, and and this is the, the, the reality is life moves at the speed of relationships. And when you have relationships, which is why the loan officer breakfast club is so powerful. When you mm-hmm. get guys like Carl and Frank and Kristen and Scott and Ginger, you were with us just a few weeks ago. You're with a community of people moving in the same direction. Yeah. It makes a difference. Cause see somebody will say something and you're like, well, man, I've been doing the right activity. All like that lady, she got the hardest part down. All she need to do is tweak who she was calling. And she, I guarantee you she'll be in double digits in no time. And, and I think you have to have the right relationships. You have to live clean, which means you don't allow things in your life that'll derail you. You know, living clean is so important when you're going through a tough time, because listen, it, that's the time where what's close can, can really cause real challenges. So it's, it's the right relationships, it's living clean, and it's living close to the people that matter most to you. And if you'll do that, you'll walk through a tough season and they're not all easy but you've got what it takes. Go back to your why. Go back to what it is. You know, I got in this business. I was newly married. I was a quarter million as a 25-year-old, newly married. I had quarter million dollars in debt. I had four houses going to foreclosure. And, you know, I'll never forget, I was praying about, okay, what am I supposed to do with the, the, the rest of my life? I was a musician professionally for a long time, and I just realized I couldn't do that and be married. And really, God spoke to my heart to be in the mortgage business. And because of that defining moment, there's never a look back because there's no way out, only a way through. And some of you are listening today and you need to to solidify your why. Then you need to step into a community that's going to help you move in the right direction. And then those things then start as you're working on your craft, identifying what's the right activity with the right people, and then be committed to a timeline because turning a business around Mm. will not be in 90 days. We're seeing it take four and five months, but if you'll do it, 
You'll be like Marilee Brown in January through up zero loans and funding 15 six months later. Mm-hmm. You know, and I could go through one after another after another, but it's not 90 days. It's four and five and six months being committed in a community that helps you. So, yeah, hey, I like building the house, right? Yeah, well, it's this lesson in this season has been it's a game of inches. Inches matter most, you know, and we think it's massive steps. Often it's not. It's one step in front of the other. So thank you both for allowing me to be here. Hey, thank you for being with us. And uh, if you want to follow Steve, there's a lot of places you can find him. Loan Officer Breakfast Club. Um, your loan officer leadership is your podcast and of mm-hmm. course, mortgage marketing animals. And so make sure and, uh, and follow and join us in the morning. Stuff. I'd say if you pick one, go to loan officer breakfast club. It's genuinely the best way to start your day. And it is getting you into the step of a right direction. So go to loan officer breakfast club.com. And that's really the number one place I'd encourage you to plug in with us. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, and if you're following and joining us every week, we have Danny Ruiz, who is joining us next week, and he's going to be talking about what he's doing on TikTok. We always love having Danny come and talk about what he's doing there. So Steve, thank you so much, my friend. Scott, I will see you next week. Such a pleasure. Thanks, Bye, guys. y'all. Thanks, Good guys. Bye. Bye.